following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Hey, good morning, Metropolis. It's now five minutes of the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Slap some bacon on a biscuit. Let's go. We're burning daylight. Everyone exaggerates on the internet. You're listening to DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. Welcome, one and all. It's DW60 here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Jeff and Nicole back with you. Hello! Happy Friday! Good morning. We are back from Walt Disney World. We had a lovely four days there. Cannot wait to share with you all about our trip. <laughs> Can you tell that we're refreshed? We are re-energized with the magic. <laughs> I was about to say, there's parts of me that are not re-energized. No, right <laughs> I do not think we have still are still catching up. On oh sleep. gosh! And you know what? We did sleep. I think more this trip than we would usually. Um, I would say I would. Yeah, I I would kind of say that's true. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, we'll get into all that later, you know, of course. But uh, welcome, everybody. I uh, hope you're having a fantastic day as you're getting ready for school and going to work and all that stuff. And uh, you're listening to us on Sorcerer Radio. We are so very appreciative uh, to all of you and to all of our podcast listeners as well. Welcome to the show, to all of you. Hello, welcome. So, um, you know, we uh, did not have a show last Friday because we were frantically trying to figure out how to pack for four days all in one backpack to get onto Spirit Airlines and not have to check bags and pay an extra fee. Let me just start with that. We did it, though. That is not the easiest thing to do at all. No. I don't know how people... Like do it. They, I mean, they do it all the time with Spirit Airlines, but yeah. Frontier, all of yeah, Egypt. and I struggled back and forth with like different bags and everything else that I wanted to try, and I couldn't decide on this. And you're like, if you're not going to use this bag, I'll use this and everything else. Mm-hmm. It ended up working, but I like stressed out that my bag was not going to fit underneath the seat, and <laughs> I was going to have to pay like seventy dollars to check my bag. You know, and I worried about your bag and everything else. Was not my favorite thing to do, but I will tell you this. It is so much easier to fly an hour and 20 minutes than to drive nine and a half hours from where Orlando to go to Walt Disney World. So much easier. It is. You know. And, you know, we, oh. we, the first set of flights we looked at were like 50 something dollars round trip. Yeah. And the ones we ended up with were still under 100 I think it was 85 or $86 per person round trip. It's still less than we would have spent on gas. We did make up for it in Ubers. Um, however, we didn't have to. We didn't have to take Ubers when we did. Um, that was just our choice. Um, so it it can be more cost efficient. We missed having a car, but not enough to you know spend 20 hours of our four days you know, 20 of our 36 or whatever hours 
No. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you Driving. on that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a whole day on either end. So this it was. We landed at like 10 in the morning and we were able to get up on our last day, you know, get out of our hotel, sleep in a little bit, pack our stuff, you know, head over to Disney Springs and grab some lunch and then head to the airport. So that was nice too. Usually it's as soon as your feet at the floor or loading up the car and getting on the road. And then we still don't get back until after dinner. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the first day was like that alarm went off at 3 a.m. Yeah, it did. And neither one of us got to bed till probably, I don't know, 11, 11, 30 night before. Yeah. And that, that was rough. I, I will say that was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. But there was like a, a certain type of motivation behind it of getting up, throwing everything on that you need to do, get out the door, get to the airport because we're headed to Walt Disney World. And I know everybody else feels that same way when they've got to do the same thing. It's easier to do that going there than going home. It is. It is 100% better. I mean, it really is. Now, when we got to Orlando, the first thing I will say is, man, do I miss Magical Express. I get it now why people are just so... Why Disney did you do? Why did you get rid of this? Why, 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 why? I miss Magical Express a lot. Yeah. Because even though getting an Uber was fine, it was not any any bit of a problem. We got there and, you know, back with, with Uber and, and Lyft, whichever one you use. Great experience. But it's just something about that Magical Express taking you to your resort and, you know, all that other stuff. I miss it. Bring it back. It started, like, that was the start of your vacation, you know? Yeah. Like, you you first, it's like they say, when you get to the the park, the first ride is the tram. It is. You know, when you get into Orlando, the first ride was the Magical Express. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And and everything, you know, check-in was great at the All-Star Sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were very impressed when we first walked into the room on the remodel you thought they did a really nice job with that right they did so the all-star sports did not get the same love that the other value resorts did prior to um, the pandemic so these rooms have all been refreshed and refurbished post pandemic so you know when you're looking at an all-star yes all the rooms are the same now but sports are going to be the newest like the the most recently refreshed and so it's pleasantly surprised it was just the same as any other other value resort um the resort felt like a a great size to get around like we were if like walking out of the main building we were like the third out of four buildings back oh yeah, yeah and it wasn't far at all you know it was still like easily accessible and we were out near the parking lot which was great for us to literally walk out of our resort room pass three more rooms and then we were there for the uber to pick us up yeah so that was awesome and getting dropped off there too was really really great so um it was i really enjoyed staying there i had not stayed at all-star sports before and it had been maybe since 2018 that i'd stayed at an all-star oh, okay All so right. i'm trying to think i think 2018 18 19 may have been the last time so um i was pleasantly surprised i have no issues staying there we are not really people that spend a lot of time or um money or like we don't prioritize the resort stay because we don't spend much time in the room so as long as there is a clean and safe uh and somewhat comfortable bed to sleep on (laughs) well i mean it's not like i'm 
I'm not a cheap person. Don't get me wrong. But the majority of our time is spent in the parks, Disney Springs, or, you know, so many other different areas other than just our resort hotel. Trust me, I love a nice resort. Yeah. But for us, the value resorts just work out really well for what we do while we're there, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody understands. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, we've stayed deluxe. <laughs> yeah. We've stayed moderate. Yeah. We've stayed in DVC villas. Um, we've done it all. We've stayed off property. Like, we've stayed at Swan and Dolphin. Right. Um, right. We have stayed the gambit. But, and, and on trips that we have a rest day or, you know, we're staying there for maybe an extended period of time and we're going to take time at the resort and head back early at the end of the night or whatever. Um, we do make a make the resort more of a priority on a quick trip like this. Um, it just worked out better for us to stay at a value. And that's why we're so glad that Disney has all these options to fit different budgets and different types of trips. And, and that's what they're there for. So I was, I was, I enjoyed the resort um, and I enjoyed flying. That was like a two, two different things than we wouldn't usually do. I think that you put this on there on the TikTok channel, but if you want to see Nicole throw me for a loop and find and catch me not expecting something, she decides to do this what I'm wearing oh, quick OTD. video. Yeah. Uh, as we're getting ready to leave the resort to head over to the Magic Kingdom, she's going, okay, so my ears are from this, my shirt's from this, my bag's from this, blah, blah, blah. Here's what Jeff Jeff's wearing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I have to do this? Come on! And I look like such a loser doing this it was horrible no it was absolutely horrible it's fun she threw it up on instagram i think she threw it on tiktok too i think yeah, so yeah go check it out oh my gosh um, it was horrible my shoes are from any store it's like any <laughs> shoe store you can find them <laughs> what like, are they we don't say we don't say what they are find, but they're great shoes you can find them at any store like, so unprepared for what i'm about to do it was horrible oh and then like instead you took your sunglasses off and thought you're gonna be like these are who are they ray-bans no 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 um i don't know anyways your sunglasses and um <laughs> and then you like take them off and set them down i'm like no say what <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could. Uh, I just, yeah, I felt so uncomfortable. I thought it was Oakley's, horrible. That's there. Oakley's, I get yes. Think of the word. Yeah. Um, so so go that check that fun. out. I mean, it's it's so bad. You can make fun of me if you want to. <laughs> we landed it at, our flight got a little delayed, so we ended up landing at 1030 instead of 930. But it was great, but our room was ready by the time we got to our resort, which was fantastic. So we yeah. dropped our stuff. We headed over to Geyser Point, where we met some friends for lunch, including our friend Kim, who you're going to hear from in the second half of the show today, when she talks all about her uh, firsthand boots on the ground experience at Jollywood Nights the very first night. So we got to have lunch with them at Geyser Point, which is always delicious, and it was so fun to like start our trip uh, by seeing some of our favorite Disney friends. We had bison burgers, of course. Of course, naturally. Yeah. And <laughs> look... I've been up since 3 a.m. And I think I had... We had McDonald's at like 4.30. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm starving. And Nicole's like, well, we can split a bison burger if you want. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to split a bite. I want my own bison well, burger. <laughs> we were deciding you know? between two different things. And I was like, you can get one and I can get the other. And we can like split and share. And we no. just both ended up getting a bison burger. I, w- I also wanted to try. They have, and we've talked about this a couple weeks ago. They had a charcuterie flatbread. Oh, yeah. yeah. Charcuterie yeah. pizza. Right. But 
when you have an eight since four thirty and it's like two o'clock and you like could yeah. your left hand. Yeah. Um we just both got a burger and fries. And I mean I ate all of mine. She didn't finish hers and I finished her burger. That's yeah. how hungry I was. It was a little greasy like for me um to eat. Again, as much as I love the bison burger, I don't know what they changed on the consistency of the ratio of like bison to regular beef and mm-hmm. it's still not the same as the original. I no, but it's very good. But it's so. still good. It it's is. still good. I mean, that thing, and then the onion jam that goes on top of it, just. I think if we ate there wow. more frequently, I would probably try new things. But when we only get to go like once a year, I'm like, oh, I just want the bison burger. Yeah, just the bison burger. That was fun. After that, we headed into the Magic Kingdom. We, you know, made a beeline straight for the People Mover. We got to enjoy that. Um, that was just like the perfect way to start off our trip. While we were there, they were filming the holiday specials, the Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day specials. And so that was kind of cool to see, like, all the production equipment in the Magic Kingdom. Um, We got to hear some of the performers. And, you know, Disney hadn't released who was performing. Um, So there was one point in time where we were walking down Main Street and Jeff just stopped and he's like, I'm pretty sure that's Michael Bolton. I knew it was. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's Michael Bolton. It was Michael Bolton. (laughs) Such a distinguished voice when he sings. Yeah, distinct. You cannot confuse that with anybody else. That's Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, that's Michael Bolton. So um, that was really cool. And we got to see, you know, some of the production going on. And we didn't spend a lot of time, like, standing and watching. There were people that were, like live streaming it or people that were there all day um just like watching and standing and and being around it and um that just wasn't for us so um we got to ride pirates we did haunted mansion we ate dinner at casey's um and we kind of ended the evening i think around nine even though the park ended up being open maybe like 10 the park ended up being open till midnight that night but just because we had come in so early that day uh, we were not going to make it. Just exhausted. Until midnight. So, I'm, I mean, and the crazy thing was is that we did what most people do when they get to Walt Disney World. We, I mean, you just start go, 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 go. And by like 10 o'clock that night, you and I, being up as long as we had, done, had been and all the other things we had done during the day, the day was catching up with us. And then the frantic walking to try and do things and everything else really started to catch up with us. And I think we made the right decision by saying, let's go back to the room and go to bed. Yeah. Because it felt good when we did that. It did, yeah. And You know. I, you know, Disney's been testing out these later park hours in Magic Kingdom. Right. And for people like us, we want to be there. One, because the crowds are low. But two, because when, you're do, when Disney's doing something that you want, you know, you can either show up and show them that, that you want them to keep doing that or if it's a merchandise item um, like a couple of years ago Disney finally started calling their collection a pride collection rather than just rainbow and so we made right, sure to yeah. like buy pieces of that and like speak with our dollars so we wanted to like speak with our presence but yeah, yeah. we literally just could not make it so we stayed as late as we could um, and and we're just kind of letting ourselves like get some rest before <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Which the next day we did get up and we headed to Hollywood Studios. And we bought Genie Plus this day. We did Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. And we made an effort to not do as much as we usually would. However, I feel like we were still able to get a lot done. Well, I think I think one of the great things about day two, and, and then I'll just go ahead and say day three, 
is because, and, and this is just what I call it, folks. You know, you can call it whatever you want. I call it my Walmart stroll. So, you know, when you go to a department store, grocery store, Walmart, whatever you, you want to call and you're just kind of browsing around. You're just in a nice little stroll as you walk through. You're not in a rush or anything else. That is how I started pacing myself as we started Disney's Hollywood Studios that day. Just a nice stroll through the park. Because it's not just about the attractions. It's not just about the shopping. It was about the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, and that for you as well, is what we wanted to soak up and experience the most. A Disney park atmosphere. And when you stroll at that nice, easy pace, one, you're going to last a lot longer. Two, when you got Genie Plus, it's easy to utilize it and have that nice, easy stroll. It is. And, you know, some of our Genie Plus stuff got canceled, whether the ride was going down or whatever. But um, we, I'm trying to think of all the stuff we did. We did Smuggler's Run. We did Aliens Rolling Saucers. We um, did the Frozen sing-along. Muppets. We went to Muppet Vision. Mickey and Minis. Yeah, we did Mickey and Minis Runaway Railway. Yeah. Got a lot done. Uh, we had a lightning lane for um, Toy Story Midway Mania. Later in the day, we went on the safari over in Animal Kingdom. We did Nobby River Journey. <laughs> Dogs taking advantage of us recording. Getting into trouble. Get back over here. Um... <laughs> And so we got a lot of stuff done without like killing ourselves. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I was not in Disney Park shape. I was not. Mm-hmm. I, I can admit that. And then and it kind of caught me by surprise because it had been almost a year. Yeah. Since I was at a Disney Park. I mean, I know you went to California. You went to Disneyland, Disney mm-hmm. California Adventure, and everything. And you were doing stuff, but. And then normally I can make it through a Disney day, not have any problems. And, you know, yeah, legs hurt a little bit, feet hurt a little bit, but I was, my body was just really tired from the day before. And that's why I felt it's so important to go at that specific pace. But it, I also tell myself, I've got to get in better Disney park shape. <laughs> We've got to start walking 10, hour, 10 yeah, miles a day, 10 miles a day, minimum, you know, cause we're both looking at our watches and we're going, how many steps have you taken? Yeah. How many miles have we gone? Well, and then I, I <laughs> we end up walking like the same length, but I've walked like 10,000 more steps than Jeff because yeah. my legs are smaller. Like my legs are shorter. Um, but our second day was fun. We, um, had did like happy hour with some friends over in Animal Kingdom. We went to the Restaurantosaurus Lounge. We tried to go to Nomad Lounge, and the walk-up list was full. So we ended up over at Restaurantosaurus, and it was it was great. We'd never been there, like spent time there like that. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we had dinner at Boma. That was like a, a late night or a late decision. We were supposed to have it was, breakfast yeah. there on Tuesday yeah. before we left, and. When we were in the Magic Kingdom, Jeff said, where are we eating tomorrow? And I was like, well, I figured we would do, you know, Satouli Canteen. And we got to Animal Kingdom and he was like, we're only going to eat one place. I'm like, no, what we, you know, that's we not enough. Do, we could do like uh, quick service or whatever. And he was like, no, I think we need to make a reservation somewhere. So we're like, well, if we're going to be in Animal Kingdom without a car, like that'll be the easiest time for us to get over to Boma. So let's do that. So. 
you know, we um, had breakfast Ronto wraps when we were in Hollywood Studios. Then we had a little bit of time to kill before we park hopped over to Animal Kingdom. So we went to the Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge and split their famous Cobb salad. And then um, after we met up with our friends for drinks in Animal Kingdom, we headed over to Boma and had our most favorite dinner at our most favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World. It was just as good as it's always been. Oh, absolutely. I was very excited to get to see uh, the Mandalorian over at uh, Galaxy's Edge. That was cool. That was very cool. He didn't take pictures with us. Yeah, unfortunately, he uh, you know, had to go back and you know do whatever he had to do. We are not and, cute children. So uh, Nicole was literally right there, and he was like picking people in between other than Nicole. Yeah. As he would go down the line. And I'm just going, come on, dude. Come on, dude. And then walked away. And collectively, the entire group goes, oh, <laughs> man. When's he coming back out? Nobody knows. Yeah. People ask us, do you know when he's coming back out? It's like, dude, it's totally random. It just happens. You just got to be around for it. You know, but I'm really glad I got to see him. I like the outfit. I think it looks very genuine. Grogu love him as he's you know so in cute. the pouch you know moving his ears and his mouth and everything else looks fantastic if you've never seen it before highly recommend you look for mando if you can find him he was near the entrance to the marketplace when we saw him yes yeah yeah, yeah. that was cool we got to see the stormtroopers and interact with them see them interact with vi that was fun while we were eating um our breakfast ronto wraps over at Ronto Roasters, we saw Ray out walking around and meeting and greeting. So that was really cool. Uh, but we did. We had a really great day in Hollywood Studios. Um, we, you know, got some festive coffee drinks and just yeah. took our time. Like, yeah, we did. And it was it was just really, really, really enjoyable. So it was a different pace Disney trip for us. But um, I was I was really happy with it. Would you say that the dinner at Boma was on par with past dinners that we've had? Anything better? Anything worse? Um, no, I mean, it's it's something that I think Disney struggles with a lot is consistency. And I yeah. have not had that issue with Boma. And I haven't really had that issue with Casey's either. Yeah, I would say that Casey's has been very consistent. Uh, yours is always the corn dog nugs. Yeah, they did change them for a while, and then they listened when people. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, bolted. it's really hard to mess those up. Yeah, they try to do turkey dogs. Yeah, point, and point. I've been, you know, venturing on the different footlong hot dogs that they offer right. and everything. I've done the chili and and, and a couple a couple others. Oh, Walt the Lake. holiday one last year. Yeah, they had like stuffing and cranberry and. This one had pulled pork. And coleslaw. And coleslaw on it and a couple of other things. It was very, very good. I yeah. really enjoyed it. It was great, you know. But I thought Boma was, once again, very good. Yeah. Um, everything that was, you know, out for everybody to enjoy was nice and fresh. Mm -hmm. uh, the prime rib was good. The chicken was good. I was especially impressed, and I don't know why. I don't know what changed. But the green beans had, like, this new... Uh, like spicing on it like that was cinnamony nutmeggy type of spice not like heat spice yeah it yeah. was just I, it was just something different I, I can't really place it i don't know what they did differently but i had more of that than i had anything the green beans themselves the, the ribs were good yeah they were yeah um yeah. there were like herb mashed potatoes that were delicious and then my favorite thing on the whole dang buffet 
is the Boma mustard. The whole dang buffet. <laughs> it's I will put the Boma mustard on anything. Yeah, it's good stuff. It yeah. is like chipotle mustard and teriyaki sauce. It's just so good. Mm, I can taste it right now. I, it's <sighs> it's just delicious. So that was mm. you know just definitely a highlight of our trip, getting to go back to we we try new things. Um, we enjoy like trying new things that Disney's come out with and going to new restaurants, but sometimes it's just so much fun to go back and revisit your favorites. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Boma yeah. is something that, you know, we used to be like, Oh, you know, it's always like a good faithful to re- rely on, but we've made kind of a point in the last couple of years to, to go at least once a trip. Cause we just enjoy it so much. We do. Yeah. Can't, can't imagine a Disney trip without it. So day two was good. Day two was good. The next morning we got up and went to Epcot. Um, the weather this day was phenomenal. It was overcast and cool. And it drizzled a little bit. It never did quite downpour, um, which was nice. So it was just long enough for us to go in and do an attraction. And by the time we came out, it was done. Or we would step inside and grab a drink. And then by the time we came out, it was done. So um, it was like a little, a little wet, but it never really dampened anything that we were doing um my one regret from our epcot day was not getting to do soaring over california yeah we kind of missed the mark on that one um we ended up going and and having uh dinner at sebastian's bistro and met up with some friends and the conversation with the friends were just so great that it continued after you know dinner was over with over in the lobby and we (laughs) can't just playing with her toy uh, we wanted to, I did want to see Epcot Forever because I had not gotten a chance to see it when it was first at Epcot. And this was a big opportunity for me to be able to do it. But the rain had me worried all day. And we ended up getting over there for Epcot, but we kind of missed the mark on the closing time for Epcot. We thought that they closed at 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. Ended up, they closed at nine and we wanted to catch Soren over California before you know, it's gone again. Yeah, there so. were, um, I had seen when we were going to Sebastian's, the Skyliner was up until 1030. And I'm like, oh, okay, that probably means the park closes at 10. Um, but that was our mistake, like not a, a rookie mistake for not looking at the app, not looking at the park hours. So um, yeah. we missed Soarin' Over California. And not that we haven't done it before, but it's just been a long time since we have. So who knows if it'll still be there the next time we go. Um, but it. We did. That was. I, we did miss that, and we didn't get to do test track because it was down for a large portion of the day. I kind of feel like Sword Over California is going to be there for the uh, the rest of the hundredth. Right, but when does that end? Good question. Disney doesn't tell you those. No, things. and they didn't say. So you know, um, I don't know. TBD. If we if we get to do that, if not, it's something I would like to do, but I'm not like. It's something we've done before. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, but we did. We had a great day at Epcot. We had breakfast at Sunshine Seasons, which was like I was pleasantly surprised by. See, a lot of people they they let that place fall through the cracks. Yeah, and they don't get stuff. And it is really a great, not always crazy busy grab and go location. Yeah, and then you've got three different attractions to choose from after you're done. You've got Soren. You've got the land. Uh, you've got awesome um, planet. Thank you. Uh, that one upstairs. So all that stuff included in just one building, a lot to do. Don't pass it up. Don't pass up getting food there. Don't pass up the attractions there and everything else. Uh, plus, you've got other dining as well, of course. Um, not Garden just Garden Grill. Garden Grill. Thank you. Yeah. 
um, you can check that out. But uh, the breakfast sandwich over there that we had was phenomenal. It was. It, it was, was really like good. ham and cheese and egg on a on a roll, and they had hot sauce and they had salt and pepper, and they had just kind of like different ways to jazz it up. And I, it was filling, I thought, and it was fairly priced, and it was readily available and hot and fresh. And it was great. Do we want to give our thoughts on the journey of water? I think so. Mm, okay. All right. All right. You go first. It's out of place. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Journey of Water is not where it should be. It needs to be over Disney's Animal Kingdom. Because the say you've got, you know, your regular Epcot feel, your Epcot music and all this other stuff. It flows so well. You walk into Journey of Water and you're automatically transported to an area that should be right next to Pandora. Yeah. Over at Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom. But aside from that, aside from that, it is a lovely attraction. I walk through. was so pleasantly surprised. Yes, yes. Very lovely. Uh, lots of mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during a hot August day in, Oct- uh, in Orlando, uh, you're going to love this place at Epcot. Because there's a lot of opportunities to cool off. Kids playing with water, the misting and the jumping water and all this other different stuff that you can do. Uh, There is a photo opportunity in there that we did do uh, as well. All in all, I still kind of disagree with the path that they took as far as coming in and leaving the attraction. I would have been happier if you just went straight through it and came out on the other end. So you can enjoy other things on the other side of Epcot, but it came back, you know, right around the entrance. And I was like, "Mm, okay, I can look past it. All in all, I thought it was great. I just think it's way out of place being at Epcot. Yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. And, and I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it's not like they can pick it up and move it. It's there now. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, that's Um, it. And we have, you know, friends with small children and they said that they, their kids have like really, really enjoyed it. And even when we were there, it was busy. Like the, the attraction was busy, but there was still plenty of room. Oh yeah. Um, people yeah. were moving through things at a good pace and taking turns with stuff. And, um, it was, the interactions were great. Um, they had photo pass photographers um, and it was, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, it's something that we'll probably like walk through when we're there, but it's not, you know, it's not must do attractions. No, I, I don't think it's something I don't, it's not like the first thing I need to do when I walk in Epcot. No, but it's not also not case. something that's going to have a line to get into. No, cause it flowed very well, even though it was a very busy day at Epcot while we were there, which is kind of surprised me a little bit for that time of the month in November. Yeah. Um, but it was like I said before, you need a break from the hustle and bustle of the rest of the park and you want to mm-hmm. cool off a little bit. I think Journey of Water is a great opportunity to do just that. And then we wrote Guardians. So Nicole is the first to tell you she is not a coaster fan. Mm-mm. She does not do coasters. I, I have tried even to... Get her to go on Slinky Dog at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I have failed. And I have failed. And I have failed. But somewhere deep down inside of Nicole, there arose this courage (laughs) and this willfulness to experience Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind 
at Epcot. I wanted to try it. I wanted to say that I had done it. I yeah. wanted to, you know, be able to talk to my clients about it, talk to you guys <laughs> about it, and just like know what I'm talking about. Um, because I, you know, I like Jeff said, I don't ride roller coasters. It's just not, it's not my thing. But most of them, I have done at least once. I've done Space Mountain. I've done Seven Dwarfs. I've done Splash Mountain. I haven't done Tower of Terror, and I haven't done Rock and Roller Coaster, and I haven't done Everest. But, like, I, like I've, I've, you know, I try to do things at least once so that I can have the experience and, like, know what I'm talking about. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Jeff's like, I think you're going to like it. You know, it's so smooth and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Um... No, it was not good for me. Not good. No, um, I was. Sh- I don't know if Jeff's ever seen me shake like that. No, like, I haven't. Terrified when we got off. He was like trying to be so kind and hold my hand. No, no terror. Mm-mm. I just like had my eyes closed for like eighty percent of the time. And I just held on for dear life. You can't even see my face in the picture because my hair is over my face. Um, so I got Mike Wazowski on the attraction. But like, I, we were getting it because, so what'd you think? And I said, um, I don't ever need to do it again. <laughs> I, I am glad I did it, but I do not ever need to do it again, ever. Ever. I mean, I, I tried my hardest to get, uh, position Nicole in the less intense area yeah. of what the attraction was, you know, because you've never been on before. This, you know, these cars they spin uh, certain directions so that you can experience the different parts of the uh, of the of the attraction. And what I've always been told is that the front row and the very back row, especially row number nine, is a very intense experience. And so it was just better for Nicole to be in the middle of all that. Yeah. Which was row five. Because I had looked it up before. Mm-hmm. I had checked and said, what is the less intense version yeah, of... Yeah, we talked to know, the cast members. Yeah. Like we, yeah. And so when we got up there, you know, we were, she said to us, she explained it to the cast member. And he's like, go over there. And they got us in row five. Yeah. And I, I think that if, if you had been on any other part of the attraction... <laughs> I think it had been really bad, and I don't think you would have had as good of an experience as possible. Yeah. Know? I did not... Um, I don't know. It didn't... It, it was not for me, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. It's like the best way I can describe it. Um, I'm like glad that I have the experience and the knowledge and like firsthand perspective, um, but it's just not like not an attraction for me. So, um, yeah. We got now, Conga. Yeah, we got Conga. That was cool. Yeah. I did like that song. Now, everybody has told you uh-huh. that Slinky Dog is an even less experienced uh, type of intensity of version of a roller coaster and a lot very smooth. Yeah. Does not have the big hills, you know, with the stomach thing and everything else. Would you be willing to do Slinky Dog? Mm, I'm going to have to think about it. I have okay. said that I will do Tron, though. 
See, I think I think if you're going to do Tron, you've got to do Slinky Dog because that that boost off of Tron, which we did not get to ride, of course, we missed both. Yes, oh, we cues. forgot to mention we missed yeah. Tron. <laughs> it's okay, we'll be back. I yeah. mean, we'll still get to. But that it took them five years to make it. It might take us five years to ride it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that first boost that you have on Tron, I can guarantee you is more intense than the small one that you get on Slinky Dog. But it's not the takeoff. For me, it's like the drops. And there's no real drops yeah. on Slinky Dog. It's, it's not like stomach dropping feeling. That's no, what I don't no, like. It's not that. And I think on Guardians, there's no like straight down drops on Guardians, but some of the banks were just really tight. Like, yeah, really they intense. were. Yeah, they're really you're fun. Going, <laughs> you're going like down and around at the same time. So yeah. you're getting like the drop and the G's and you're turning and like the car's turning. And when we were in line, the ride went down for a quote custodial issue. You know what that is. Uh yeah, that's a that's a, a vom vom situation. Oh. But, um and I Oof. was definitely nauseous when I got off the like not immediately, but like after the attraction you could feel a little bit um and we just went over to club cool and i just drank some russian cucumber sprite and all was well (laughs) ride guardians drink beverly yeah great combination (laughs) i couldn't even i could not even look at beverly oh my god a little too green for that but yeah yeah. um i did i like (laughs) sipped on some of the like carbonated sodas over at club cool and and that helped um that that was definitely helpful but I did it. I said I would do it, and I didn't. Um, but I do not need to do it again. Yeah. What do you think about Epcot Forever? Um, for what it is, it's a good show. It's a yeah. filler. It is just simply Mostly a filler. About the music. It really is about the music. Uh, the the pyrotechnics, uh, the the lasers, the fireworks, you know, different things that they have on, going on during that show is very retro Epcot feeling. Yeah, it felt uh, light. Yeah, uh, it there's light not a lot to it. Uh, so don't be expecting this, you know, huge display like you'd get over Cinderella Castle or anything or Fantasmic or something like that, you know, yeah. with their fireworks. But for what it is, it is a great show. I do enjoy Epcot Forever more than Harmonious. Mm. Uh, for a lot of different reasons uh, because it in- it includes that history of Epcot. Uh, from what it started as to what it is today, which means so much for me for the amount of years that I've been going to Epcot and it being my favorite park yeah. at Walt Disney World. Uh, it's a great show. It, it, it really is. It's it's very good. It's not as great as Illuminations. Illuminations will always be uh, my favorite when it comes to Epcot. But this one, Epcot Forever, uh, definitely uh, would go and see it again. Yeah. And then we ate and like sampled at some of the food booths too. So the one item on our list that we missed from the food booths was um, the Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary with the barbecue whiskey. Yeah. But we did have some really good items. Jeff tried the pickle shake. I did. And you're pleasantly surprised. I did like this pickle shake, yeah. folks. I, I was going in thinking this is going to be extremely dill. Very, very dill, and it's going to be tough to eat to drink and everything else. But it really was not. It wasn't a l- bad. A little bit of a dill aftertaste to it, mixed in, you know, with all the other stuff that they're putting in. Not too overpowering. You would probably surprise yourself if you give it a try um, 
I, I think you're missing out if you don't. Yeah, I know? preferred the dill. When I think pickle, I think like salty and briny and like vinegar. Mm, yeah. So yeah. it what it wasn't that. It just is dill. No, no. Um so I tried it. It was it was fine. It was I wouldn't good. get it again. Um and I had a cider flight, which was yummy, but I think would have been better if it was hot out. Like it yeah, was that raining. probably would have helped. It yeah. was like, you know, low seventies. Um, and we were like sitting, we had gotten wet from the rain and then we're sitting in the cold air conditioning. Um, so I think it probably would have been better if it was like hot out. We needed something refreshing. Um, yeah. I think by far the winner of all the things we tried from food and wine was the beer braised beef with the Gouda mashed potatoes. From oh, Belgium. very, very good. So good. So good. And the yeah. portion was, was mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually shared it. Yeah. I was um, surprised. There was, was a long line for it, too. It was. Oh, my gosh. So that booth has the beer braised beef. It has some beers. And then it has the waffles. Um, the, like, chocolate waffle and the berry waffle and whatever. I would get that. Like, I would have that as an entree at a restaurant. Like, that was delicious. And it says beer braised beef. It was, like, very distinctly Guinness. I think they just probably weren't, like, sponsored by Guinness. So they couldn't say that. Um, <laughs> but it was, like, Guinness braised beef in like a gravy over gouda mashed potatoes it was so good it was it was really really good i was super impressed with it and again it was great for the weather like it might not have been our favorite if it was 112 degrees with 93 percent humidity (laughs) but it wasn't it was like 73 and overcast yeah yeah. so like beef and gravy and mashed potatoes was delicious um but yeah we we had a great time we had some don don noodles we had um, a crispy duck bow to think what else we have the cider flight the pickle milkshake um i got me some japanese coffee while we were there coffee in a can coffee in a can never had it before from mitsukoshi oh so good also if you want coffee when you're in the park you know starbucks is five to seven dollars joffrey's is probably up there too this coffee in a can from the japan pavilion was like three dollars yep (laughs) <laughs> so good so good it was good it. i enjoyed it um jeff got a few of them and we had them in the fridge in our room um so yeah that was that was neat too and i was like oh, i might remember that for the future if i need just like a quick because i needed some caffeine bad at that point you did yeah you really did i did it but... helped out oh you know what we forgot to mention what? we did the flag retreat <gasps> on veterans day the whole point of us being in the magic kingdom oh my gosh i totally forgot about that uh, so, it, it, you guys know this, listening to the show, it has always been a bucket list item of mine. Uh, being a veteran, to be there at the Magic Kingdom for the flag retreat on Veterans Day. Uh, no, I was not chosen to be the veteran uh, that day to uh, hold the flag and, and, and bring the flag down for that day. But I will tell you this. Um... It's a, it's, it's a, for me, it was a moving experience. Yeah. I've been there for other flag retreats before at the Magic Kingdom, no doubt about it. But to be there on Veterans Day as a veteran, watching that flag come down on Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, it was like both of my worlds collided into one. Yeah. And it, I got a little emotional during it. I'm, I'll, I'll admit that. I think a that. lot of people did. Yeah. Uh, there were quite, a, quite a few veterans there. Um, surrounding that area, and as as always, it was a fantastic you know flag retreat, and they picked a wonderful family mm-hmm. uh, to do it. 
this time around, and I was really happy for them. And uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to do it again. To tag along with that, um, I got to wear one of the brand new shirts that Disney came out with uh, for pretty much for Veterans Day and, and you know, kind of like a veterans type of uh, you know, clothing line from Disney. Yeah. Uh, that it was one of their green shirts that had the camo on it, said honor on the front of it with the Mickey symbol in it and stuff like that. Let me tell you, I don't know what Disney has changed with the material that they're using for shirts right now. It's amazing. But... You guys. I, it, it's one of the most comfortable Disney shirts I have ever bought. I loved the shirt so much, I got a second one. The exact same shirt. <laughs> you bought another one. I bought another Just one. Just because he knows he's going to wear it out. This shirt was so comfortable all day long. So I can only imagine what the sweatshirt probably feels like. Very comfy. Very, very comfy. Not for me. I'm not a big sweatshirt kind of guy. But this shirt was fantastic. And some of the other merchandise, you know, T-shirts that we felt, because Will Nicole likes to feel. I like to feel feel things. things. Jeff, come feel this. Uh, All the time I hear it. Feel this candle. Feel this shirt. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what Disney has changed. I don't know what the consistency is with the material that they're using. But it's very soft, and it it just feels very comfortable to wear. And I have not had that for a long time with Disney shirts. I've uh, been very uncomfortable with them and oh, what they've know, been they doing. Were, like, thick and they were. Yeah. Um, you said crunchy. Yeah, like they were. They weren't <laughs> soft. Yeah. Uh, so, Disney, whatever you're doing, merchandise t shirts right now, keep doing it. Keep I doing think it, please. What else we've t- we like, missed? We saw the Merry Menagerie at Animal Kingdom. We did. Finally. We did. They yeah. were very cute. Um, they, they, were, they were very cute. They were. Um, Muppet Vision was phenomenal as always. Like, New seats were very comfy. Yeah, and we tried to go through my pictures and just uh, I took pictures and videos while we were there and just make sure. I saw Frozen sing along for the first time. Thought it was fine. It was. It was it's fine. Cute. Yeah, nice little holiday ending to it, which yeah. was very very nice. Not expecting that. It was fun because we know the you know you know the words uh, for even for the holiday ending from listening on Sports Star Radio. Um, and so then to get to see it in person, which, funny enough, I've only seen the holiday version. I, mean, I haven't seen oh, that's the normal weird. I didn't one. Know that. I, I've only seen the holiday. The only thing I can think about when we first walked in there is like, this is where they used to do the American Idol experience. And I thought about all those people that I watched up there on stage trying to get that golden ticket to go to audition for American Idol. It was just, <laughs> just kind of blew me away. This is the same place. This is, this is nuts, you know, but. It was a good, you know, Frozen sing-along was great. It was fun. It was. And then on our last morning, I think we mentioned this earlier, we, we got up and we got our stuff together. Um, we headed over to Disney Springs. And um, I like Kendra Scott jewelry. And so in the month of your birthday, you get one item 50% off. Um, we don't have Kendra Scott locally here so when i'm in we usually end up in disney around the month of my birthday for thanksgiving or what have you so weird um, how that happens right yeah weird strange <laughs> um well if my birthday's not in august like yours so yeah well you know enjoyable just, to be go. nice yeah i'm just saying <laughs> so um we were there and, and i got some earrings um we ate earl of sandwich which was just awesome we just love that um and then we took an uber from disney springs to the airport um, and we used Clear Reserve to get through TSA. It was not as fast as we thought it was going to be, but it was about half the time that was the posted wait time for standard TSA at MCO. 
Yeah, I mean, all the time I see people, you know, posting the issues that they have with TSA when it comes to Orlando. And and that's why you kind of have to show up three and a half to four hours before your flight, because you literally just don't know Mm -hmm. how long it's going to take. And uh, definitely worth it to get a reservation to go through. Uh, TSA when you get there. They did a good job. I will say that. We had a 2.15 um, flight. Yeah. We left Disney property at 11.30. And I think that was that if we didn't use the MCO, the clear reserve, it would have been cutting it very close. It would have. It really would have because we did not spend a lot of time at the gate waiting. Yeah. And everything else. I mean, I have TSA pre-check, which would also go you know quicker. Yeah. But you don't have it yet. Mm-mm. We're going to get that for you. That's yeah, going to happen. I need to do it. Jeff um, gets it through work, so that's a little yeah. helpful. But um, I, I would have liked to have spent more time at Disney Springs. But, yeah. you know, the weather was really starting to get bad. It was starting to rain pretty hard. It was and a little bit cool. we had our cool. luggage with us. We were like carrying our around our backpacks with us. Oh, th- that brings that brings up something else. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> okay. Backpacks. I already know. You know what I'm I about to go through here. I know. Okay. Disney security is the most inconsistent system on Disney property. Okay. And I'm going to say this, and you may not agree with me. I really don't care if you do or do not. Okay. This is is Jeff's experience. Out of the last, what, four or five years or three years that this has been going on with this new system they use. You cannot convince me otherwise. I don't care what you say. Disney profiles Disney profiles and I'm going to tell you why so many times that I have been pulled to the side to have my bag checked and get and to get wanded mm-hmm. and they tell me they say well if you'll take out your glasses cases and your water bottle that will not set off the system we won't have to check your bag oh okay no problem we'll do that so I will take out my water bottle and I take out both of the cases that hold my sunglasses and, uh, and, de- and other glasses that I use for reading and stuff like that. And I hold them up in the air as I walk through this thing, letting you know this is what's in my pockets and my hands. My bag is practically empty except for band-aids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happens? I get pulled to the side to have my bag checked and to also be wanted after all the things that Disney has told me to do. I still get pulled to the side. Tell me that is not profiling people. Well, and, and what we figured out towards the end is like, if I take some of those, then it happened less. Uh-huh. But even if I took all of the metal items from Jeff's bag with me through security, he would still get pulled over and they'd be like, uh, yeah, I don't really see anything in here. He's like, I know. What's that called, folks? Profiling. <laughs> it reminds me of okay. uh, the comedian Ron White. He's like, that's profiling. It's profiling. <laughs> um, there was, <laughs> we were in Hollywood Unbelievable. Studios. Jeff had a button that said, um, I'm celebrating Veterans Day. And the girl's like, thanks for your service. And we forgot about the button. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe you just give off the vibe. I don't know what <laughs> vibe it is. It's not a good one. Apparently with Disney security, they don't like me. Um, I'm the least threat that they have to yeah, worry about. It didn't about. matter if we went through security at Disney Springs, if we were getting no. off the boat, if we were going through a resort. Like, it did not matter. Does not matter. And when I had all the metal stuff, I only got pulled over by security once. Isn't that crazy? So, I don't know. It's just very strange. Very weird. Very weird. Um, all in all. They are just doing their job. 
I and I totally get that, yeah. and I'm totally for that. Like, please, I'm, we're so glad. But when I've been pulled over before <laughs> for having absolutely nothing in my bag, and I'm holding everything in my hands, and you still pull me to the side, nothing in my pockets, no nothing else, and you still pull me off to the side, that makes me feel like I'm being profiled for something that I'm not, and it's upsetting. It's very upsetting, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, I don't know what the vibe you give off. I don't know. And I'm smiling. I'm happy to be here. Right. You know? And it's just not good enough. I don't know. But I'm still going back, and you can keep doing it. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I'm over it. I think going, going through the security at Disney Springs with our, like, luggage Oh, it was horrible. That was a whole adventure. Like, dude, you cannot unpack this entire yeah. bag. Like, why I have shoved really all this, this stuff like, in. loaded down. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's right, because we're leaving in an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, you could not tear this apart. Jeez. I'd greatly anyway, appreciate it. I don't know. Um, I know. If you're from Disney Security and you have a suggestion for me to not have to deal with this and go through this all the time, send us an email. DW60SRSounds.com. Please help me, okay? Please. I'd appreciate it. Oh, no, it was a wonderful trip. It was. Um, we felt like the four days that we were there was a really good amount of time. Um, the only thing I would add would probably be a rest day in the middle just to like relax and, and go to Disney Springs or go take a look at the gingerbread. We did go see the gingerbread um, display at the Grand Floridian. We just like took the monorail over and, and popped in. But, you know, we didn't get to see the brand new display at the Yacht Club. Um, there's a carousel. There's just like a bunch of stuff this year. And um, we didn't get to enjoy it. Um, worth noting, so we were there November 11th through the 14th. And there was no tree up at Animal Kingdom, and there was no tree up at Wilderness Lodge. Nope. I think they went up the day that we left, but... Of um, course they did. Yeah. <laughs> I did see Wilderness Lodge. It was up the day we left, but um, they weren't there when we were there, so that was interesting. Floridian still smelled wonderful, though. It did. Yeah, it really did. It did. I had a good time on the trip. And who knows, that maybe the last time we get to see the lobby like that. That's true. Yeah, the that's transformation. True. Yeah, do what you gotta do, Disney. I mean, that's that, that's fine. Good trip, though. It was. Very happy with it. Yeah, most definitely. I think we have a birthday. A birthday? Let's do a birthday. Like a, like a birthday and a half. Yeah. Kind of that way. What's yeah. our birthday email say? It says, hi, Jeff and Nicole. Hi. Hello. This is a late birthday wish, but there is a very good reason. Please wish my husband a happy birthday back on October 24th to my husband, Lance. We have been going to the parks with our family since 2001 when our daughter was two and a half years old. The reason this birthday wish is late is because our Disney-loving daughter and her husband welcomed Disney's newest fan on Lance's birthday. So our grandson and his pops are birthday buddies. We are already on planning the baby's first Disney trip when he's about six months old. And she included an awesome picture. It says, hello, world. Um... Oh, I can't read it. Russell. Uh, I says, hello, world. I'm new here. And his name is Russell. I love it. Oh, this is a great photo. I love this. The you know, Mickey head and everything. Yeah, all it's like this. a little wood cutout Mickey with all his like stats, date, time, weight, height, you know. And then he has Six a little. Six pounds, 11 ounces. Oh, Look at it. little one. Look at them little fingers and all them little cheeks. And then he and has cute little Mickey sheets in the, in the bassinet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Precious. Oh, good looking kid. I good love it. Kid. It's so special when you guys include us in your like milestones like this. Yeah, this was a good it. one. Well, happy birthday, Lance, and happy birthday to Russell. 
Yeah, boo. Get some heck yeahs. Yeah, let's give them those. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And another. Heck yeah. Because it's for both of you. You both get sprinkles and sparkles. Sprinkles. Sprinkles. You got a birthday that you want to do a shout out for here on the show. Let us know by sending us an email. Send your email to dw 68 com. You can also call and leave us a message if you'd like to. What's that number to call? You can call us and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 408-909-3960. So for everybody out there celebrating a birthday, this is for you. Hiya, pals. We heard it was somebody's birthday. Oh, Mickey, I love birthdays. Me too. (laughs) And guess what? Donald and Daisy brought a special cake for you. Oh, great idea, Donald. Ready, everyone? On the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to you! Coming up, we're going to talk about Disney's Hollywood Studios and Jollywood Nights here on DW60. Welcome back. It's DW60 here on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. Yes, our sounds.com. Jeff Nicole back with you. Hello. Welcome back. Just got done a little while ago talking about our quick trip to the Walt Disney World Resorts over the weekend. Of course, again, we had a phenomenal time. Lots of fun. But also something very interesting happened at Walt Disney World while we were there. Actually, the day we got there, that evening was the start of Jollywood Nights over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So many people extremely excited about this new ticketed event that you can enjoy during the holiday season in 2023. Tell them a little bit about what Jollywood Nights is. So Jollywood Nights is a separately ticketed event similar to an after hours event or you know, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Mickey's very merry Christmas party. However, this particular event is at a higher price point. This event seems kind of to be catered more towards adults. As Jeff mentioned, it does take place at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is different than the typical um, parties. And it featured events like a sing-along for um, Nightmare Before Christmas. There was a kind of stage variety show featuring Kermit and Miss Piggy. And, you know, you had access to specialty lounges, beverages, snacks, um, and extremely low wait times for the attraction. So whether you were there for entertainment, you were there for food and drinks, you were there for the attractions, it seemed as if this was going to be a great event for everybody. However, it had didn't get the best review. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of people out there who were very happy about uh, Jollywood Nights and everything that was offered and everything, but the majority of people felt like we kind of got robbed a little bit. We we feel like we didn't get our money's worth when it came to this event, and that's just, it's a little bit disappointing because, and I understand it's the first night, and you've got to work out the kinks and so many other things, but it seems that special events that happened at Disney's Hollywood Studios have a tendency to kind of go bad and don't go very well 
every now and then. We didn't have the opportunity to go. Unfortunately. No. We wanted to, right? But thankfully, we got friends. We have friends. We, yes, have, we friends. Do have friends. So we invited our friend Kim on the show, and she was able to attend that very first night at Disney's Hollywood Studios this past Saturday, the 11th of November. So we brought Kim on here, and we want to hear all about her experience because we weren't there to experience it. You know, we've read the blogs and watched the videos. However, Kim was there <laughs> in the flesh, in a poncho, uh, boots on the ground. <laughs> to experience the first show. Hi, Kim. Hi, thanks Hello. so much for having me. Yeah, oh my gosh, thanks for taking time to come chat with us. Yeah, thanks for coming, yes. Everybody clap for Kim, clap Yay. for Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome, so no, you yeah. were there, right? The very first night, and it was raining. It, well, it did rain, right? It did rain later on, um, which was kind of a disappointment because uh, we decided to leave because it was actually like heavy raining. Uh, so that actually ate into some of our time as well, which was one of the things I was going to talk about that it is not enough time at this party to do everything that you want to do. So that was do you <laughs> the feel main like the kind rain, of like if it, if it wasn't raining, that maybe there would have been in more time or no, it was it was. Yeah, we left the park, I think, like, around 11.30 is when it, like, started raining, and the event ended at, like, 12.30 was the fireworks, so it was, like, an hour time, but still, I don't think that is enough time, um, so for everyone listening, um, the party started at 8.30, but you could get into the park at 7, mm -hmm. um, where normal parties, you can actually get into the park usually around 4, and you can get some of the stuff done. Like, usually they have some of, like, the food available and some of, like, the characters um, out. But with this one, it only was a little bit before the party started um, that you could get in. So I feel like Disney kind of missed the mark on that with this party to kind of get that extra time in the park before it started. Do you remember how much your ticket was? I think it was like around 189 or so. Oh my gosh. It was so maybe about like $50 more than a Mickey's Not So Scary or Very Merry Christmas Party yeah. type of ticket. Um, and that. And you didn't get anything included. So with right. like the Very Merry christmas party you get cookies and hot chocolate and the halloween party you get some candy this you get you get nothing there's nothing oh. included in the party whatsoever that's crazy so that's walk walk us through your evening from like did you get there at seven or since you already know a pass holder so were you in the park ahead of time or um kind of walk us through like what the evening looked like for you guys yeah, so we actually were in the park before the party started. We actually had reservations at uh, Roundup Rodeo, which, shout out to that restaurant. It's become one of our new favorites. It's a hit. If We've you haven't gone, go. I would recommend it. <laughs> I cannot believe there's a Toy Story restaurant and I haven't been. I know, you need to go. It, it, it's so good. The food, it really impressed us way above and beyond what we thought it would and just the theming in there. But So we were there for our reservation before the the party started I think our reservation was like at 5 like 15 or something after we ate dinner um, we started asking cast members if we could get in a line to get our wristbands before the party started and we were told that starting at 6 o'clock you could start to go get your wristbands um, as soon as dinner was done we headed over to get in line for our wristbands the line was already really long when we walked up we ended up waiting a little bit over an hour to get our wristbands for the party. 
inside the park. Now, that, I feel like that's, oh, that's something you never see really happen. A long line like that happened in, in Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. It usually flows yeah, I, so well. Do you kind of know what the problem may have been? Why the line was so long and it took so long? Um, there were a little, a couple like touch points once you got inside of the actual spot to get your wristbands. Like you had a scan to show that you had a ticket. They gave you a wristband and then you went and you got a lanyard as well. So that might have been part of it. I just think that it was just because it was one spot to get your ticket when you were inside mm. of the party versus like the other parties. There's usually a couple different spots where you can get your, um, your wristband. Um, I feel like they're probably going to work that kink out. Like, I feel like that's an easy, like, fix for Disney to, like, figure out how to do that better. Um, I also suggest if you're listening and you do have a ticket to the party to, if you're in the park or if you're not planning on going to the park before, at the park entrance, that line was going way faster to get the wristband than inside the park. So a little bit of a pro tip there, either leave the park and come back and get your wristband um or just wait to go when the party is just about to start we saw um we were kind of keeping tabs online from the magic kingdom about this event and getting like texts from you guys that were all there and we saw um a video that the line for the wristband distribution started at echo lake and went all the way back to galaxy's edge just why we thankfully got in before it went all the way back but it went all the way back to galaxy's edge like i would say maybe like 10 minutes after we got in line mm. it started wow. but yeah so you were able to get your wristbands before the the official start of the event yeah which thankfully like we knew enough to ask somebody to get in line before the party even started so thankfully it didn't like eat into like the actual event itself but it still was you know frustrating that we had to wait an hour in a line just to get the wristband yeah that does stink um other note and again i think it's just first party i'm sure they will work things out but it just seemed very unorganized and the cast members really didn't know what was going on we asked multiple cast members like to kind of like ask about certain things and some of them flat out told us that they were not given any information about the event so that was a little disheartening um but again i'm sure that will work itself out. Now people can see the schedule. They can see everything. So I think it just was like the first party of us being there. Yeah. So you got your wristbands and then, then what, like what was, what was the first thing y'all did? Yeah. So the first thing on our list was to go to Brown Derby. Um, our top two things to do was Brown Derby and the Tep Top Club, mm -hmm. which were the two lounges that were available during the event. Um, and we had found out from asking cast members that we had to join the um, wait list to get into Brown Derby. And there was conflicting information with that if we needed to join at 8 or 8.15. We got on at 8. It wasn't open. When we got onto the app, it said 8.15. So we knew like at 8.15 we needed to be right on. Somehow we got fast fingers and we got in right away to the, the wait list. Um, and it said that our table would be ready in like 10 minutes. But we all know now that a lot of people got that same message and still didn't even get into the actual lounge. Um, but somehow we were one of the first like five tables in Brown Derby. That's I don't know how that happened. Um, but when we went in, we were very underwhelmed by what was in there. Yeah, you said there was no um, no decorations. No decorations, but one like strand of like Christmas garland. 
um, near where the piano player was playing. Mm-hmm. And the piano player was amazing. He was great um, was and wonderful. Yeah, I heard that there, that there wasn't an even Christmas music that he was doing, just regular, just Disney songs, right? Yeah, I feel like there was maybe like a couple Christmas songs thrown in there, but the majority of them were just regular Disney songs, which were great. But for the party that we were going to, we expected more of a holiday flair to it and more decorations. It was very underwhelming to walk in there and have it be just like a normal I'm going to Brown Derby. Maybe that's like a theme with Brown Derby. We went the day after this and we joined the walk up list and um, it said 10 minutes and it was almost an hour. Well, it was more like 40 minutes, but yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even it, doing an event. <laughs> it was very underwhelming. The food was like, okay. And again, we had to pay extra for the food, extra for the drinks. So that's an additional expense on top of the hefty price tag for the ticket um, <sighs> itself. Were, were these like, you know, main dishes that they were offering or was it like an appetizer type of menu? Yeah, it was more of an appetizer menu and then drinks. Um, and they were like, okay. Like it wasn't anything that like knocked our socks off. Um, the, like we had fun because of like the people we were with and we got to see a lot of like, yeah, (laughs) we got to see a lot of influencers, a lot of like Disney media in there. And so that was fun. Just like seeing where we sat, we could see like the whole entire restaurant. So like we could see everybody. Um, so that was the fun part of it. But without that, it was just like we were at Brown Derby on a normal day. Were there any type of, you know, special holiday drinks that they were offering? There was, it was a whole menu that was like a holiday, like themed menu per se for mm-hmm. like drinks. Um, I think they had like a martini flight and a margarita flight um, and some other like specialty cocktail. Did you try the Gertie cookie? I, need to I did not. The lines for all the food were just insane. Like it was crazy to, <laughs> to say the least. We had some other friends that were there. And they were like, we had to get a a beer at a popcorn cart. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But when you're paying for an event that has special, you know, one of the big, it's catered to adults. So one of the big draws is specialty beverages. And the lines are so long that you just like need a, a, a beer to handle it all. And you have to go to a popcorn cart. Like that's a problem. Yeah. You can do that any day. It was crazy. Like um, Tom, who we went with, wanted the peanut butter and jelly donut and the line was absolutely insane to get it. And so we, you know, didn't get in that line because it was just crazy. And I heard somebody else say that all these specialty foods and drinks were at like the smallest places in Hollywood studios that couldn't push out fast enough, probably where they could have moved some of the stuff to like bigger locations that could have. Yeah push things out faster especially um, prepared so items like that like the cookie like you know whatever it didn't yeah. need to be at a kiosk it could have been or give the cookies to us for free with right. the event <laughs> well i i think that's one of the great things about mickey's very merry christmas party is it's when you go in you know you're you get some type of a gift when you walk in an ornament or something like that but scattered throughout the entire magic kingdom you've got hot cocoa you've got cider you've got cookies all these little things that are, you know, included with the price. And when it comes to Jollywood nights, it's a little bit more adult themed, but we'd still like to have the free stuff that we always get with our kids when we go to that party and everything else. And that just did not seem to be the case. So let me ask you this. When it came to the Brown Derby, 
you've only got so long to enjoy this event. It's only for a few hours. Would you say the experience is worth to take the time to go in there? Or would you say for everybody else to go out, explore, do other things other than the Brown Derby? Yeah, after experiencing it, I think going and doing other things would be the way to go because you actually had a waiter waiting on you. So you were kind of waiting on the food to come to you, the drinks to come to you. So it did take a longer, a longer of an experience. Um, so I would say to kind of skip that one. Um, overall, I would just tell people to prioritize what they want for this event because it is so short to really make the list now that everybody knows what there is and where everything is on the map um, to kind of prioritize what to do um, to make the most of your time. So I'm going to have you like rate each item. So out of, out of 10, what would you give the Brown Derby experience? Minus the, the fun that we had just because of who we were with. <laughs> I, uh, out of 10, I would give it probably a six. Yeah, that's not. It's, okay. It wasn't. I think the general consensus that I got from people is that it wasn't bad. You didn't have like a bad experience. The stuff wasn't bad. The service wasn't bad, but it wasn't what you expected. Well, from the pictures that I'm looking at, you know, I I see the garland you're talking about. I see the piano player, but I'm seeing the, uh, you know, the, the staff working. They don't seem to be wearing anything festive, you know, for the party or anything else like that. It just looks like the Brown Derby during the holidays and that's kind of a letdown so i can understand six out of ten right yeah it was, the whole thing was just very underwhelming for us like everything just seemed very underwhelming from what they were like portraying it to be this big hollywood glam kind of a night um for the holidays and it just kind of like missed the mark everywhere for us at least i know some people probably have a different experience than what we did but um just giving how our our experience was and how we felt so what'd you do after that? So after that, we decided to go to the Tip Top Club, which was over um, by Tower of Terror. And again, it was um, an underwhelming experience for us. We thought it was going to be on the balcony um, of Tower of Terror, and it wasn't. It was just right in that little area right outside of like the gift shop. Um, the decorations were very underwhelming. Um, there really wasn't much decorations to it. Um, you had to wait in a really long line to get the specialty cocktails that were being offered there, which again, were not included. Um, so we had to wait in a long line for that and you had to pay for the drinks. There was a band there, which was amazing, but they only played for like five minutes at a time and then they would take a pretty hefty break and then they would come back out. Um, so it wasn't like it was being played all the time. There wasn't people, we were expecting it to be like very like, glamorous and fancy and like maybe people dancing and the band playing the whole time and more decorations and it wasn't any of that was there like places to sit or was it just like get your drink and listen to the music while you're in line and go gosh so it was oh yeah Yeah. that was the one entertainment that i kept seeing people post like pictures and videos of and it didn't dawn on me until you talked about the rain and the fireworks being at the very end of the night because we jeff and i love jingle bell jingle Bell. oh yeah it is oh, our yeah. favorite um fireworks show and i'm like we didn't see any people post about it i'm like oh because people either weren't there because they left because it was pouring or they couldn't take pictures and videos because it was dumping rain so hard yeah well and the other thing was it mm-hmm. was at 12 30 like 
with the rest of the parties, if you think about the rest of the parties, like the event schedule, the fireworks are in the middle. So like this was at the very end and I I get that it seems like it's more geared towards adults, right. which is fine. But there were kids there, but they were like passed out in the strollers because it was just uh, a later event. But I feel like the fireworks in the middle of a party just seem like a better fit just yeah. because it's like you want to see them. You don't have to stay until 1231 a.m. to like see the fireworks, like the very last thing of the party. I mean, we had gone back to our resort hotel at that point and we wanted to go fill up our mugs like refillable mugs and i popped my head out the door and it was dumping rain and i wouldn't even walk to like the lobby of the hotel let alone like be in the theme park still so i i yeah. probably we probably would have left too yeah we saw it coming like we could see on the radar like the rain coming and we're like mm, yeah no and we're out. <laughs> yeah did you yeah. enjoy any of the any other of the food offerings that they had at the party other than just the brown derby we did not the lines were too long for us to like wait and get the food unfortunately and then spend more money like on top of it yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, yeah. I understand it's you know it's the first party of the of the year you know the brand new party so naturally everybody wants to be there that's why this event so sold out as quickly as it did so you're going to have you know your youtubers your vloggers your bloggers your uh, podcast people and everything else did you feel like there were too many of them at any other time kind of holding up lines a little bit maybe yes and no i i mean i think like looking at the event because the wait times for the rides were like non-existent yeah but i'm wondering if like on a regular night without the influencer and bloggers it would have been more scattered throughout like the wait times just all around for everything because they were there mostly to get the content for the food and the events and all of that stuff and less on the rides. So I have a feeling that they probably kind of like played into the longer food lines and drink lines. Sure, um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's also like, if it was just a bunch of like normal guests, they're not going to go and like order one of every single item on yeah. the menu. Like you see, um, you know, the influencers do. We watched one video the other night of um, someone on YouTube and they're like, well, you know, we have a large party here, so we're just going to get one of everything on the menu when they were at Brown Derby. And then you were talking about how you have to, you know, order with a waiter and they have to go give it to the kitchen and then it has to get cooked and then it has to be brought out. And if you have a large group ordering one of everything and say it was just you and I or, or me and Jeff or whatever, and we, our order gets put in behind that, now I'm just sitting there waiting, taking up time at the event. So, you know, regardless if they were like in line or whatever, that, that just, that holds up people anyways. So yeah. Yeah. can create a backup for sure. Yeah. So like I get like some yeah, of the wait and experience was because it was obviously the first night that there was a lot of influencers and bloggers and media there, but I feel like just the way that things were executed and the way that things were kind of laid out also played into it. So I'm interested to see if Disney does take the feedback from like everybody. Mm -hmm. um, if they change things, who knows? Yeah, I, I could really see Disney doing something. You know, it, it may be small, minor changes. I mean, we still have a lot of you know, party dates to go with this. So I think Disney is going yeah. to listen to the feedback. I, I mean, I want this event to be successful. I want people to be able to enjoy it. The one thing that kind of bothers me is putting things like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam 
And uh, I forget the name of the show that had uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit um, in the show. I can't remember what the name of it was. But it, it's, th- it's those types of two things. That Jingle Bam and then that one show with, with Kermit and Miss Piggy could be going at any time during the holiday season. Yeah. And could actually, you know, be beneficial and to have people want to come, want to spend time in the park. But you're putting everything yeah. that behind a paywall, things that were free just a couple of years ago. Well, remember, to, you know, last year they used to do or the years in prior, they've done sunset seasons greetings. Yeah, exactly. Where like in the yeah. evening, there were special items, there was special entertainment. Right. Um, did you guys get to see any of the shows, either the two with the Muppets or the now neither of them? Just because we didn't get to see any shows like the time went by so fast and especially because we did have to wait for some of the stuff. It mm-hmm. just took up that time um, that we could have gone and done the other stuff. So like I said earlier, I really think people, unless Disney changes things with the timing, people really need to prioritize what they want to do at this event to make sure that they get done the things that they want to get done because the time just like flies by um, when you're there. Um, yeah. It really just, it felt like an extended evening hours, like event, like an after hours party. Like that's what it felt like to us instead of an actual like party, like the very Merry Christmas party or Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. There wasn't just anything extra special that we felt was going on. That's crazy. Do you kind of get the feeling that maybe Disney threw together this party last minute or just without a lot of planning time left over to actually do it? It seems that way. I, I hope that they didn't because they've been, you know, advertising this for so long. The tickets have been on sale for a oh, while, yeah, but yeah. it just, it seemed that way when we were there. Like it just, it seemed like, obviously it was the first night, but it seemed very unorganized at first. Um, and just very underwhelming. Like that was pretty much like the word that we kept using that we were just very underwhelmed with the event and what we expected it to be. Everybody brought their A game though, dress wise. I'm sure everyone has seen like the pictures of everybody dressed up. We oh, didn't. Yeah. We didn't get the. Yeah. We didn't dress up to the nines, but everybody else was, and it was really great and fun to see like all of that. But I felt disappointed for those people that were going into and expecting the event to match what they were like dressed as. Yeah, you could tell that the, like the expectation was there. It wasn't just like oh maybe I like read this wrong or like maybe I'd like read into it too much. Like it seemed like that. And that's not often that like the Disney community has like a general consensus on stuff. Um, (laughs) So to see like a, a United opinion uh, was pretty interesting. And just seeing that, watching that like come out in real time when we were there, we were like, Oh wow. Um, I know the whole time I was expecting to like send stuff to you and like to like, everyone yeah. else like pictures videos and there wasn't that much for us to like send and i was like this is just so underwhelming yeah. it really was i i have seen you know last night i saw that disney has already made one change you know the next event is this weekend so there are only 10 of these jollywood nights um, but disney has already made one change so we, we talked about the walk the virtual queue essentially for the brown derby um disney has said that beginning this weekend they'll do a first come first serve just walk up and then once the restaurant reaches that initial capacity then they'll begin a virtual queue in the app and i'm glad that they're listening and trying but i don't think that's going to make that much of a difference because now 
you're going to have a mass of humanity trying to rush the restaurant, um, trying to be there first and get in first. So, well, I mean, yeah. I, I think that it may help. It definitely may help. I think it, it may might, make a difference. Might, yeah. But all those people who don't get to go to the Brown Derby are going to be heading to these other locations to get food. And I heard during the event, and I can't believe that this is happening, there was no mobile ordering available to get these specialty foods during the party. Even during like the Christmas party, you've got mobile ordering. Why is that a problem for them to do at Hollywood Studios? Or at least make it mobile order only. Yeah. So they can, they're the resources, the staff can, you know, are not standing at a register. They can be in the back, like pumping out donuts or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like those little yeah, like the donuts, the cookies. Like yeah. it could have easily been a mobile order. Like the Gertie cookie yeah. was either a Gertie cookie or a Gertie cookie with ice cream. Like it wasn't some like <laughs> massive, you know, hot, fresh baked, easy bake oven. Like here you go. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be interested to see what the change with the Brown Derby is like because I have a feeling it might backfire on Disney mm-hmm. just because of like seeing how it was when we were there people were swarmed to the Brown Derby in general and it was still the wait list like we had to like push through just to get up to the front to let them know that our table was ready there was just like a swarm of people just there and I feel bad for the cast members to be perfectly honest who are going to be taking all those people yeah. like I feel like it's going to be not good for like the cast member. I I do feel like I can like picture in my mind like yeah. what it's going to look like because yes. it was kind of already happening when we were there and there was already a a virtual like wait list. Uh, what what do you have any like what what would what could they do to improve? You know, we talked about more time, but are there would it would more events help? Would more like how how can they improve? moving forward or maybe in in the next year or whatever. Yeah. I think extending the time like they do for the regular parties, just mm-hmm. so you can get in a little bit earlier, maybe get some of the stuff done. Even if you can get like, you know, the Gertie cookie and like some of the like actual food stuff that is um, offered or even to get in the Brown Derby, maybe like a little bit early. Um, I think that would help out like extending the time frame of like being able to get in I'm hoping that they address the whole ticket um, situation. I think that's an easy, like, fix for Disney. Um, We actually did give some feedback to Disney. So one of the feedbacks was getting um, drink tickets. Like, each person who got a ticket gets, like, two drink tickets. And that might alleviate some of the lines. And also, you're getting something with the event and not just having, like, get nothing. Um, It would probably go faster, too, for those lines. Right, just exchange drink drink for ticket. Yeah. 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 Um, and the fireworks being at 1230, I mean, again, I think maybe having that earlier in the night, if it's not like in the middle, but maybe just like a little bit earlier, Disney obviously is a family friendly destination. And as this is geared towards adults, kids obviously are going to still go. And that's a really late night to have like the fireworks at 1230. So I think that would also be a, a, a change that hopefully would be good. Um, but all in all, I think it's because the event is so short and there is so much to do. Um, and I think the difference, like thinking this through right now, like with the Brown Derby, with the lounge, those are things that are a little bit of a longer of experience that we don't normally see at the other parties, which take away from the time that you are enjoying the party. 
So when it's already a shorter event. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have lounges like that at, at Mickey's very merry Christmas party. The closest thing is probably going to be a dance party. And even then, you know, you go in, you like pop your head in. If you have some kids, you like let them get off some steam and then you, you head back out. Um, uh, yeah. And then my, I think one of my next last questions would be, do you feel like the event was oversold? Like, would it be better if there were less people? I don't think it was. I don't think that was part of the problem. I just think it was time. Like there just wasn't enough time to yeah. do everything they needed to do. Cause that was like the, one of the biggest selling points for the after hours events is the crowd is even more limited than a party. Um, but I've never felt when I've been at a party or an after hours event that there were too many people. I think because of the night we went again, I can't a hundred percent judge that because I feel like if it was a regular night without the influencers and the bloggers, they would have been spread out to other things Mm -hmm. like the rides and other things going on at the park versus, you know, the night we were. So I don't think it was oversold. I think it was just, everything that we wanted to do was longer lines because of who was there. The demographics of the audience that night were different than a a typical night or their, their priorities, like the priorities of the, the attendees that night. So yeah, if more Um, people are on attractions, then. Yeah. I will say rise was down the whole time. So um, it was not working the whole party and Mickey and Minnie's went down um, just about halfway through the party because we went to go ride it and it was down. So Man. that was no fun either. <laughs> at that point, like we were like, all right, let's just start riding rides because we, the lines were just so long for everything else. So, and that looked um, like you guys had a grand old time. You got a whole car. Yeah. On, well, not you, but the rest of the group got a whole car <laughs> tower terror to themselves. The party I was with went and tower yeah. and rocking. Yeah. They enjoy themselves on the rides. I'm not a rides person. Mm-hmm. I knew that going into this event that I probably want to be riding a lot of the rides. But um, at one point, we were just like, all right, let's just start doing the rides because the other things were just too long of lines for yeah. us to waste our time doing. So, I mean, we had a fun time because of who we were with. Yeah. It was just a very underwhelming event. I don't think I would go again unless I see that Disney changes a lot with this event and makes some changes. Um, I just don't think it's worth the money, um, mm-hmm. to go. And, um, I would definitely recommend Mickey's very merry over this party any day. Yeah. I was going to follow up with that question. You know, we talk so much on the show about what you, what's the value for what you're getting, what you're paying at Walt Disney world, because that has become so important over these last couple of years with the different price increases that we see on so many different things, whether it be resort tickets, food, merchandise, whatever. Are you getting a good value for Jollywood nights at Disney's Hollywood studios right now? Or should you wait and try and get in those later parties when maybe they work out some of the kinks? Yeah, I'm hoping that they do work out some of the kinks. I don't think the value is there. But again, I know I have some some people who thoroughly enjoyed the event and they loved it and they would go back to another one. So I think it's really kind of like all perspective on like what you were going for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I don't think the value is there. Again, just very underwhelmed by it. I thought it was just, you know, like an after hours event and not a high ticketed 
price event, and I would definitely rather go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party instead. I I think, you know, we talked about some people did like it, and, and that's great, but the majority opinion yeah. seems to, to echo what, what you've said in this these last 30 minutes. So I think that that was, it's not, you're not alone in no, feeling the no. way that you do. <laughs> um, yeah, most definitely. Um, and we wanted... We went into it like thinking that this was going to be like a great event. Like right. we went into it. We're, we're they they promoted it like that, you know, with, with all these glorious and, and wondrous things that you could enjoy to this party. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So I I hope, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting. You know, we'll keep up with it. You, you'll keep up with it, I'm sure. And, and we'll be chatting and, and updating you guys throughout the next nine events if if things change or if we see updated reviews and you know is disney listening and if they, i mean they are but are they going to do anything about it and is it going to work so um we'll definitely keep y'all updated thank you kim for coming and chatting with us and sharing your experience and and hopping on here and and being the boots on the ground to share your your jollywood nights reviews we appreciate it thank you yeah thank you so much Thank you for having me. It was fun to chat. And that just about wraps things up for us. Time for us to get out of here and uh, for everybody. Go to work, go to school, do what you got to. We appreciate you stopping by, checking out DW60 here on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. You can get a hold of us any time that you want to, night or day. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Tell them how. You can find us on Facebook at the DW60 Press Row Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at DW60 Press Row. I'd highly encourage you to go check it out. Jeff posted an OOTD when we were at Magic Kingdom. So if you want to see that, (laughs) definitely go check that out um, over on our TikTok talk at dw60 press row if you want to send us an email if you want to send us a birthday if you want to give us your review of jollywood nights or mickey's very merry christmas party when you attend this year send us an email to dw60 at srsounds.com or you can shoot us a text message or leave us a voicemail at 408-909-DW60 if you want to hear more about our trip or see behind the scenes or get this week's bonus episode you can join us on patreon dw60 press podcast over there and we share you know more about our trip and you get to know just get little casual little chit chats with us every week after the show so if you want more behind the scenes that is definitely the place to get it don't forget about the replay of the show tonight 7 p.m eastern time if you didn't get to catch all of it it'll be there for you once again and of course uh, later on today the Diz his will be on for you don't forget mondays 8 a.m eastern time the srn top 10 find out what the top disney songs are every single week on the main channel we encourage you to check that out the podcast will be coming out a little bit later on this weekend of course we'll do our patreon bonus episode uh, coming up uh, in just a couple minutes you can check that out as well and make sure to give us all of those ratings over on apple podcast definitely helps out the show and share the show as well when you do listen so until next time this is sorcerer radio all disney music all day long srsounds.com and we hope you have a magical day